Welcome to the Fate in Your Favour podcast, where we focus on becoming the best version of ourselves. We explore ways to take better care of our mental well-being, connect to our values, and to overall lead more fulfilling, meaningful lives, relationships, and careers. I'm your host, Janelle Johnson, a practicing life coach and trainee counsellor from London in the UK. And to find out more information, get resources, or to sign up to the mailing list, visit www.fateinyourfavour.co.uk. It's also where I'll be more than happy to answer any of your questions. Hello everyone and welcome to today's episode of the Fate in Your Favour podcast. Thank you very much again for joining me. As always, I am happy to have you here sharing this space today. For this episode, we're going to be talking about owning your own emotions and not taking responsibility for anyone else's emotions. Now, why is it so hard for us to own our emotions? Well, first of all, It is not socially acceptable for us to show our negative emotions. If you think about something like social media, social media is always showing people who are happy, people who are laughing, people who are buying this, buying that, living their best lives ever. So that leads or that can lead some people to put two and two together and actually come to the conclusion that it's not acceptable to have negative emotions. Now, on top of that, when you are happy, your friends, your family, everyone's, you know, that they're happy to see you happy. But when they may see you sad or angry or, you know, going through something, they want to rescue you. Now, I want I want to just take a second just to focus on that, because when our family members or friends or loved ones just in general want to rescue us from our negative emotions, that actually does more harm than good, because we cannot have that time to just process exactly what we are going through. So if you think about if your friend is sad or your partner is sad, of course you want them to be happy, but it doesn't mean that you should go above and beyond to change those negative emotions. The fact is they need time to process those emotions so that they can actually move on authentically as opposed to moving on inauthentically because someone has seemingly got out of their way to make sure that they are happy again, but actually they haven't had that time to process what it is that they need to process in order to move forward on purpose. And a lot of the time people don't want to deal with those negative situations. They don't want to deal with the reality of a particular situation. But what this does is it actually causes more harm than good because it ends up being things like defense mechanisms coming into play to allow that person to continue to navigate through society. And those defense mechanisms, one of them that comes up the most is projection. So for example, rather than admitting that they are experiencing a negative emotion, someone would accuse someone else of having that same emotion. So for example, you may have a partner and they may say, is there something you're hiding from me? I can tell that you're hiding something from me. Why are you so angry at me? And then you're just like, I'm not angry. And it then comes to the question of what are you hiding from me? That is a very simple example of projection. Even something like, I don't know, you're at work and you've just realised that you haven't done something that is due for tomorrow. And then there is another element that also needs to be done by somebody else. And they're then too busy to do it. 
So you're now angry, you're now mad because they haven't done their part. But really, truly, the issue is actually your issue because you should have done it or you should have let that person know beforehand. But now you're projecting your anger onto that person. So it makes it out like it's not actually about you. It's about them. There are other defense mechanisms that come into play with that. And that matches things like denial, like I said, anger, maybe shrinking around someone when they are in your presence or something like that. What that means is that the emotions that we are experiencing are inappropriate or unacceptable, which makes us push it away towards somebody else because it's almost too painful or too challenging, or like I said, inappropriate for us to deal with. If we're not aware of these occurrences, it means that we end up causing more harm than good because obviously once you've projected onto somebody else, they are then thinking that they've done something wrong if they are not emotionally intelligent enough to deal with the fact that you are just projecting and you are also not emotionally intelligent enough to understand that you are projecting your feelings. It can really get very messy because obviously one person can project onto another and and so on and so on. But if you are fully aware of yourself then it makes things a lot easier because then you are able to catch yourself in times when you may feel angry, you may feel sad, you may feel depressed for whatever reason, but you are able to identify that and actually catch the damage before it actually happens. This is why it's so important to be able to own your emotions, to be able to identify with your emotions is so important. There is a psychiatrist who's no longer with us. His name's Marshall Rosenberg. And I think I've spoken about him before in previous podcast episodes. And he talks about a cycle of emotional slavery. And that's quite powerful for me. There's three stages. And one of those stages comes into play in this current podcast when it talks about not accepting responsibility for the feelings of others. So it goes both ways. You have to accept responsibility for your own feelings and actually be able to acknowledge that you are not responsible for anyone else's feelings. So let's say someone says to you, um, maybe you're having an argument with someone and someone says, you made me angry. They are not accepting the responsibility for their anger. No one has responsibility over how you actually feel. And the moment that you say, you made me angry or you made me sad, you made me whatever, you actually hand over the power and responsibility for those emotions. But there is the, but the power and responsibility is automatically yours and it stays with you. Like if you take, for example, I don't know, someone, you're walking down the street and someone says, I hate your hair today, randomly. <laughs> All of my examples, so random. Um, if someone's walking down the street, and suddenly says, I hate your hair today. These times you woke up this morning and you absolutely love your hair. And that person saying that has no effect on you at all because you are so confident in how good your hair looks. You put that comment down to an issue with them as opposed to an issue with you. And you're able to happily move on with your day because that comment hasn't affected you. Now, if you take something like, I don't know, something that people may be more self-conscious about, something like if someone said, oh my gosh, I hate your bum, you may already be so self-conscious about that, that actually you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you said that to me. That's really made me upset. You've really made me feel self-conscious. But actually, when you think about it, if you woke up that morning and you were confident, or if you are someone who is confident in that particular body part, 
whatever somebody says to you about it, it actually goes right over your head. Just like if they were to say, I hate your hair, but you know that your hair looks banging today, you're not going to have a problem. So for me, that indicates that we have power over our emotions, but it's only when we are good and ready that we decide to hand over that power and say, no, you did this to me. And it really, it just depends on how you perceive the reality of a particular situation. Because if you really were happy with that particular body part, nothing anybody says is going to get in your way. It's not going to touch you. It's not going to change your mood at all because you know what you know. Again, if you have like an argument with someone and you disagree, you may say that they made you feel inadequate. They made you feel stupid. They made you feel dumb or they made you feel angry. Again, angry. That person hasn't actually made you feel any sort of way. You have made yourself feel not that you've made, I know that it always sounds quite harsh when I say you've made yourself feel like that, but you have, you have allowed yourself to feel that way because there is anger, for example, is, is the indication of an unmet need. And if you are having an argument with someone, it's likely that someone's needs are not getting met. So you have to take responsibility to identify what need needs to be met in order for you to move on and feel a certain type of way that you would prefer to feel or go back to being in harmony with your emotion. Now, stage one of this process is emotional slavery. When someone you love is in pain, a lot of people want to identify with that. So it means that they also feel in pain. So they go to rescue them, you know, like I was saying before, but when they go to rescue them, that's okay just once. But when it comes to you, so if, for example, in each situation you have a rescuer, someone who is naturally a rescuer and someone who naturally is a victim. Now I won't go into people playing victimhood, but eventually the rescuer will no longer want to rescue the victim. If that victim is always, always the victim, always playing the victim. Now, when you see your, surprisingly, those, those, um, opposite ends of the spectrum usually are attracted to each other because the rescuer wants to save your life wants to rescue rescue you from all your pain and then the other um, victim wants to be rescued so you know it works in perfect harmony however when there is the 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 issue of the rescuer doesn't isn't able to rescue the victim it then causes like a an imbalance because when you're constantly working to make someone else happy that can eventually cause resentment and happiness is not located in one person and you are not responsible for anyone else's happiness and they are not responsible for yours. And I know there's so many opinions about that because there are people that believe that their happiness is within a person. So then when that person leaves, they find they don't know what to do with themselves because they've placed everything into that person, forgetting that life is life and sometimes gives you lemons and just don't know what to do with themselves. They don't know how to be happy. So they end up potentially going on a downward spiral. Now, in a sense, if you think about that, that is emotional slavery. And this is what Marshall Rosenberg talks about. There's stage two he discloses is when the person who is always a rescuer starts to realise that their needs are important too. And like I said about the resentment, they, they may come across as seeming obnoxious and say, well, that's your issue, sort it out kind of thing. And that person is no longer carrying guilt anymore for not helping the victim. I mean, I can really go deep into this playing victimhood kind of thing, but but I won't for this podcast. The main thing 
about this podcast is about owning your emotions and recognizing that you are not responsible for anybody else's emotions. So like I said, stage two, we are taught from such an early age to deny our own feelings and actually cater to the feelings of other people. But that doesn't really help with anything because it means that we do things out of guilt, shame or fear. And anything that you do for anybody else should never be for the sake of diminishing the feeling of of shame, guilt or fear. You should really do things because you really want to. Now, if someone is always taking advantage of that, obviously that causes an issue. But the, the main thing is that you are focusing on your needs and you only do it because you want to as opposed to doing it because someone else feels a certain kind of way and you feel bad about that. It shouldn't be like that. You should only do things on purpose. You should do things because you genuinely want to. The third stage is when we start to actually respond to our needs and start to identify with how we feel about things and taking responsibility for our own intentions. If somebody wants you to wants you to do something that really you're like, eh, I don't really want to do this, but I'll do it because that would, in my view, that would make me feel like a good friend, for example. You're doing that to meet your own needs instead of taking responsibility for fulfilling the the needs and requirements of somebody else so the moment that we start to disregard our needs is the moment that we start to do things that are not in line with how we truly feel and we're not able to identify how we truly feel like I said it ends up being a cycle of emotional slavery when it comes to owning your emotions it means that we are in a relationship and we are in sync in harmony and that's not necessarily just the romantic relationships but also your friendships and the the relationships that you have with your family members and your loved ones it's important for you to own your emotions so that you don't end up projecting or lashing out at someone or or ending up acting inauthentically to the person that you want to become if you are feeling a negative emotion, I know that society makes us think that we need to suppress that emotion. But really, we need to just take the time out to actually process that information as opposed to pushing it onto somebody else or suppressing it so that we don't have to look at it. I know that it's a challenge more times than not, but the importance of getting to know yourself and know your emotions so well that you are aware of when you feel negative and when you may be projecting your feelings onto someone else is so important. The idea is that you are able to pay attention to what makes you respond to certain things that you experience? What is your driving force? And it's not about accepting responsibility for somebody else. You cannot make someone else feel X, Y, Z, and they cannot make you feel. It all depends on your own morals and your own standards that you have placed on a particular person or situation that has happened. It's all based on your perception of reality. So the next time that you feel angry or upset or mad, instead of just throwing things, take the time to process that information so that you can then move on authentically. Just take a second to also consider when someone else is mad or upset, that it's not your responsibility to rescue that person. It's yes, obviously you want your friend or loved one to be happy, 
but they have to take responsibility for how they are feeling. It's not your responsibility. And you can find happiness in someone, but they are not the cause of your happiness. They are not the source of your happiness. On that note, I'm going to leave you. As always, some things are best kept secret. This podcast is not one of them. Please make sure you forward this to someone that you love, uh, a good friend or an enemy, just anyone. (laughs) Please remember to like, comment, share with your loved ones and family. And don't forget to follow me on social media. So that's Fate in Your Favour on Instagram and Facebook. I now have a LinkedIn page. So it's at Fate in Your Favour on LinkedIn. If you'd like to email, you can email me at fateinyourfavour at gmail.com. You can obviously head over to the website, which is www.fateinyourfavour.co.uk. And on that note, I look forward to sharing another space with you another time. Thanks again. Bye.